And on the 11th day of Podmas, your favorite podcast gave to you 2023, a year in review. Yes, I cannot believe we're at the end of this year. I honestly, like, what's insane is I filtered so much of this through football and I'm like, there is no way we are already at week 15. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I don't even like... I don't even know how to process it. Like, I guess everyone says, like, man, I can't believe how quickly this year went. But this was truly, like, phase shifting through basically post my birthday to the end of the year. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that was, like, we sort of kicked into high gear, like, mid-summer, like, through the end of this year. Um, mm-hmm. Getting getting old is, like, such a weird experience, how things just, like, move quicker and quicker and quicker. Right. I, I still well, can't believe like, that we're in the middle of everything. I still can't believe that we're actually like in winter. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, like it's still dawning on me that like Christmas, like we're in Christmas time right now. Right. I, yeah, it's interesting because part of me is like, God, it's basically already spring. Right. I literally said that yesterday. I'm like, well, spring is right here. And it's like, we haven't even gotten to January yet because my brain is so like hyper, mm-hmm. like kinetic right now. But then on the other hand, I'm like, man, I can't believe peak leaf season's already over. And it's like, God, that was like a month ago. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But we kind of wanted to take an opportunity to just kind of take stock, talk about our year with Le Disney Desk. And sort of (laughs) like, kind of just talk about what we loved and what we're hoping to do going forward. Yeah. And this was an interesting year for us because I feel like in, in one year, and we just celebrated our anniversary, you know, of doing this, but like we went through so many transformations this year and I feel like the, the episodes from us at the beginning of this year looked like one, like almost totally different than the mm-hmm. groove that we kind of got into again, like right by June and July. And yeah, where we really found like a formula that, that worked for us, which, which evidently is like themes. We, we work well um, with like a concrete theme. Yes. I mean, I think it takes, like, a lot of, like, what I talk about with, like, our long-form episode discussions, talking about, you know, what is my thesis statement for this episode? What, like, you know, you're never sure if you'll get to talk about something again, so you really want to get, like, a definitive sort of phrase or idea. And -hmm. I think theme months really force you to do that, because why else would you do a theme month if you didn't have, like, one big thing you wanted to say? Right. Like, spread out over an entire month. And... Yeah, I I agree with you in terms of, like, format and stuff. This is where I feel like the show really got it together. Mm-hmm. I'm just going back and looking at some of the episodes we did, sort of, sort of like, post-2022, uh, like, mm. and just thinking about, like, how dramatically different our show is in terms of, like, one... The whole, like, the whole idea of, like, having two topics in one episode. The idea of, like, oh, well, we want to talk about more stuff, so we'll have a little space, like, independent where we can talk about, like, movies we've seen or news stories or just general funny things. We started the Patreon, which I think is dramatically just completely recalibrated what we feel like we should be doing on one thing and what we should be doing on another thing. Exactly, yeah. Sort of figuring out, like... Both what gets the best engagement, but also, like, the Mm -hmm. best, you know, like, what fits best on each platform. Right. Um, And then, of course, theme months. I'm like, I feel weird if we don't have a theme month, 
like once every, every two month. months now. Yeah. It honestly. just kind of feels like it is a part of the show now inherently. Right. That's like what we do. That's our that's our format. Um yeah, do you have like like of the of the specific themed months that we've done, which one is your favorite? And this is kind of a tough question. Cuz some of them are really it is fun. tough. Right. I so much of me, I like I almost feel obligated to say the Summer of Sponge because that is the one where I think it really clicked for us. Because mm. Disney Channel Month was fun, but that could have easily been a one-off thing. Yeah. Whereas this, it felt so pointedly like, oh, this is what the show should be. This is the perfect combination of... Like, and I think, uh, like, in terms of talking about, like, how our show has changed, the biggest thing is just how we talk. Because I mm. think at the beginning, and, like, I, I like to think we've kept a good amount of this, is... We really wanted to be kind of vaguely investigative journalists. We wanted to treat yeah. this like we were trying to investigate things, break things down, sort of give like an analytical take. But I feel like once you start doing like the Summer of Sponge and like your thesis statement is SpongeBob is the most definitive piece of art of our generation, you can't talk about that without getting more opinionated. You can't talk about that without like, right? you know, bringing your own personal matters into this. And I think... Us getting more comfortable just talking about ourselves or rather putting our personal, like, nostalgia into the discussion. Mm-hmm. I really think Summer of Sponge is where that came together, where I think we found the right amount of, like, really good deep dives, really good sort of, like, breaking yes. down of art, the right amount of nerding out about technique and, like, art history. Right. While also, like, underlining, like, at the end of the day, the Disney desk is our show. People mm-hmm. want to listen. If people want to listen to this, it's because we're talking about things, right? And you have to put yourself into that sort of context. Yeah, I think I, I honestly am also torn between Summer of Sponge and Disney Channel Month, um, just because I feel like you and I learned a lot more about each other during Disney Channel Month. Like we sort mm-hmm. of took a, you know, we were, we revealed a lot about that time in our lives. Um, and and I feel like honestly I feel like doing for whatever reason remembering my childhood watching Disney Channel was almost like being reintroduced to myself in in so many ways. Oh, yeah. Um but Summer of Sponge is is like honestly I think that's like some of our best work certainly I think our best work of 2023. Um It might just be our masterpiece. It might just be our masterpiece. I think um you know, to kind of encapsulate everything that you just said, like, it, yeah, it proved that we can apply sort of, like, um, technical nerdy analysis to just about everything. Or, or it, mm-hmm. if anything, I think it proved what, like, one of our main theses is, theses, theses, mm-hmm. one of our, one of our, one of our main uh, preaching points that we talk about a lot on the show is that, like, everything is art, like, that mm-hmm. that animation is a respectable art form. And right. I feel like we can prove it. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, I think if we were ever going to boil down our show to one, like, pitch, it is that. It's, like, children's media matter. Like, yeah. I'm not a fan of the whole, like, animation is cinema meme. Mm-hmm. Mostly because at this point it's gotten a bit cringe. And also it's, like, you know, the things, you know... Uh, so many fair-weathered animation fans, like, turn their noses up at certain films because they're, you know, it, it, they're they're selective about what they're willing to go to the mat for, I guess. And mm-hmm. also because, like, 
at the end of the day, it's a bigger picture of like, yeah, children's media, children's art matters. It is art. It's worth breaking down. It's worth being analytical about. Like every piece of art deserves to be met where it is and like discussed. Right. Um, exactly. Of course, I would be remiss if I didn't talk about Disney Desk and Friends because that just felt as hard a work job yeah. as that was just in terms of like the sheer amount of extra editing it takes to add a third or fourth person to the feed. Mm-hmm. Um, and also like schedule. Mm-hmm. Like that felt like such a nice celebration because like we really do like, again, this show has been carried by a handful of like our friends and like, mm-hmm. you know, our like hyper fans and like they like, it felt nice to bring them on and just be like, yeah, we wouldn't have been able to do this without all of you. Here's right. your moment to shine. Yeah, no, you're and, absolutely like, right. In terms of moments I've, you know, sort of finding stuff about ourselves, the fact that I got to do your, like, I got to hang out with you for, like, your first ever, like, tabletop role-playing game thing. Yeah. (laughs) And just see how you, like, play in a space. Right. Um, Truly, like, the most winsome, like, like, Tiana, like, man, I just don't know. Right. (laughs) Yeah, that that was the vibe Um, uh, for that. That's a good question. If there's an individual episode that you really loved, what would it be? That, that is tough. You know what's so interesting that, like, this is actually one that we've done extremely recently that I find myself listening to, I've listened to again, like, maybe three times now, is our Fantastic Mr. Fox episode. I don't know why. Because it's it's so real. We did it, like, a couple weeks ago. Like, um, but that was an unexpected, like, a sort of last-minute decision on our part. And uh, that ended up being, I think, like, some of our most entertaining work. It it really was fun. And, like, I think it's one of our most personal episodes because it was literally an 11th hour, us just having On, some drinks and, like, yeah. shooting the breeze. And, like, kind of, like, I, you know, I feel like you could tell I was a little down in the dumps when we started mm-hmm. that episode. But the minute we started talking and the minute you right. started, like, referencing bits, I, it really was, like, the power of friendship, baby. Right, exactly. Um, oh man. There's so I mean, much to I cover. Guess, we put out a lot of right. content. It really, like, if nothing else, I'm proud of us of how committed we were to this in terms of, like, mm. no, every week there is going to be something. Like, right. every week we are going, sometimes we'll take a week off, but we'll try to get, like, you know, right. we'll work something, something out for in the there. people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, like, truly, because we started last June. So we, like, or two Junes ago, I guess, mm-hmm. at this point, or two Julys ago, rather. So, like, this is the first time from day one to day 365 mm. that we actually got it all in. Um, right. I'm very partial to our Spider-Verse episode and our D&D episode just because those were, like, so fun, like, pushing myself to be more creative in the edit in mm-hmm. terms of, like, thinking of fun things to do with music and, like, sound effects. Mm-hmm. Um, I really love our drafting our princess D&D dream teams just because, like... <laughs> Anytime we do, like, a game on the main feed um, and, like, get to see each other's sort of lateral thinking is very Mm -hmm. fun. Sort of, like, how we, if given a prompt, how we answer it. Right, right. Yeah, that that was, I I like every time we play a game like that or do some kind of, like, oh, that just reminded me. I think that was on our Patreon where we did trivia, where we played, like, a competitive trivia game against each other. Yes. Yeah. That is one of the big, like, in terms of, like, episodes, 
if we had more time, I wish we did. I do, because Tom likes doing stuff like yeah. that. He likes making Jeopardy games. I would right. love to get him, commission him to do one. Absolutely. And then, like, make it, like, a game show. Right. Yeah, um, absolutely, yeah. Of course, I, you know, we got to reference the Star Wars extravaganza, because that's the first because time we've we done something that out. felt, like, definitive, where it's like, why would we ever talk about this topic again? Like, I could, I could find ways to do another Owl House episode. I could find another mm-hmm. way to do, like more stuff on princess and the frog but like we left it all out on the field for that one we left it all out on the field and it 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 proves if nothing else it proves that you and i can commit to a bit oh <laughs> they don't call us the uh girl bit bosses right. of the delaware for nothing right exactly truly, truly they nothing don't. no one calls us that <laughs> Um, yeah, it's, got it. I'm honestly just going through all of these episodes and it really is like, I forgot we did Bluey this year. Mm-hmm. I remember Zootopia, The Color of Friendship, where we introduced oh, maybe yes. the most iconic bit on the show. That was an amazing episode. We did, oh, we did, we did the honestly, Michael Bay Turtles. Like, we did I the think, Lego movie. I think we underestimate like how, how funny our um, decom diary episode like there's not a single decom diary we've done we've done that was not a home run like those yeah. are good yeah if there was one like if there's one sub series that is my favorite it's probably those yeah and like that is all sydney people that was her idea to call them decom diaries and present the angle of like what if we write what if we pretend we're in universe characters yeah I think um, my favorite one is Stuck in the Suburbs. That one isn't funny. Like, I think like I, that might be, like, our yeah. funniest episode of just us being absolute goofballs. Yeah. I I mean, I think that's the biggest change going into this year. We just, like, let ourselves be dumber and silly yes. on top of the <laughs> analytics. Right. Like, we realized, like, truly, sometimes I'm like, God, I don't know about that episode. Like, did we say enough stuff? Were we, like, did we, were we informative enough? And then I just listened to us and, like, um, we just keep bringing up the line, uh, island in a sea of sameness. We just An keep finding a way to- in a sea of sameness. sea <laughs> of sameness. We keep finding ways to do riffs on oh that. And I'm just gosh. like, God, we're so fucking funny. Right. <laughs> like, it's unfair to other, other comedy duos right, that we exactly. just stole that all we're the here. comedy fluid. Yes. Uh, and I guess, like, as we're going into the new year, like, what kind of ambitions are we looking at? Like, how are you feeling about the next year of the show? I'm feeling really good. Um, I, I think, you know, I feel like creatively we've broken a lot of, of good ground with our work. And I honestly feel ready to start sort of, like, attacking some more, like, business aligned goals in terms of like of like our our numbers our engagement like that's kind of that's sort Mm -hmm. of the really unfun part about doing something like like a podcast but you know I feel like I'm ready to set some like good hard goals for like for um ad you know like ad revenue or or just like viewership and and certainly I would like to work towards um, getting more views on our Patreon. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think that's, like, the biggest thing. One of our big accomplishments for this year is very, very briefly, we had it all. We had ad revenue, We were on top of the and world. And then they, 
Yes, we were on top of the world. And then they changed the criteria in which you're eligible for ad, ad revenue. Which they have done so, to us now three times. Yes. We have theoretically made the goal twice mm-hmm. and had the rug pulled out from under us. Mm-hmm. Um, and as many of you probably heard, we did record an ad for this show that you could probably hear a couple that times. That you've probably it was heard. it yeah. I, mm-hmm. I think we did a good job on that, we did. all things considered. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's like our next big push, like... You know, I am mm-hmm. in a place where I feel like creatively this is like very satisfying. There's very few Me times too. where it feels like work for the right. first time. Right. I mean, exactly. I guess this was a little bit of work, but that's because this was an excessively ambitious idea. Well, like, yeah. I, like, I'm willing to work with work if it's like, well, we're doing something ambitious that other people aren't doing. Exactly. Giving you exactly. literally 12 days of episodes. Right. And yeah. yeah, that's honestly, like for me, that's a lot of where I want to go. For me, a lot of where like... I want to really do a lot of work. I, like, I want to talk more animation, just in terms of, like, the technique of animation. Like, some of the most fun I have on this show is getting nerdy about the technique and stuff. And I'm like, I guess one of my big takeaways from this year as a whole, like, independent of us, is just appreciating, like, like I feel like people don't really know how things are made, and it can be kind of frustrating. You know, it's, it's, right. it's tough to, like, see other people who say they love this medium talk from an informed place that, you know, seems harmless, but it does hurt. Like, if people who advocate for this industry don't know how this industry works, then that puts the people who actually work in it in a bad place. Right. So for me, like, talking about, like, the actual labor, the actual manpower and, like, mechanisms that go into making animation, that's really important to me. To underline, like, yeah, this stuff is difficult to do, and that's why, like, it matters. Especially as we go into this year where there's most likely going to be an animation guild strike. Um, and as, like, we get into a different place with the industry. And in general, just, like, I guess vibes. Like, I've kind of had some weird vibes the last couple months because I think, like, you know, I kind of got burned out on the year. I didn't really get to decorate a lot for Christmas. Like, the holidays kind of came and went. Like, I really want to use this sort of podcast as generally an engine for positivity. Even if we're negative about a film, I want to be able to use it as, like, a well, here are the positive things we can learn from this. Right, exactly, yeah. I think, like, a topic, um, in terms of topics, I actually think I want to talk more about, like, Disney culture. I really want to explore the Mm -hmm. kind of Disney adult thing, specifically, like, the parks, and, and even, like, looking into sort of, like, those weird, like, um, residential towns that, that come up. Um, right. I know I've talked, I know I've mentioned his name many times this year, Kevin Perger, um, but definitely want to take a, like a page out of his book and like look at the Disney company from a more historical standpoint. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. I think like, yeah, especially because now we're past the 100, like, mm-hmm. yeah. And I also want to look into all that stuff because I do feel like we're in an interesting point, like, it really does feel like we've officially hit, this year in particular, we've officially hit the mark where it's, like, uncool to be a Disney person again. Yeah. Like, you know, it comes in waves. You've talked about this. It comes in waves with, like, economic satisfaction or dissatisfaction. But I also think just general global stability. Yes. Like, you know, one of the reasons why, like, that Frozen era was so popular is was it was a pretty chill time. Mm. Like, across the globe, like, well, I guess mainly in, like, first world countries. But, you know, generally things were looking up, baby. Right. And now things are nosediving quickly. And people are like, fuck your talking goat. 
fuck your little star boy. Yeah. <sighs> um, and I'm like, wow, man, it feels, it feels weird to be like a sort of adult with opinions and thoughts during one of these periods. Because the last time this happened, we were like, you know, eight. And it was home on the range. And we just weren't going to see it. Right, exactly. 